If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Hey, Colleen, when you were a teenager, did you sleep in? Um, not like my sisters did. Like they slept like oh, it was yeah. their job. I oh did. I did too. Yeah, I did too. And then I was so tired on Mondays. It really didn't. It was just really dumb, but that was me for sure. But then when I became a teacher, I would get up so early in the morning. Like I loved mm-hmm. being the first car pulling into the parking lot. I don't know why something mm-hmm. about the thrill of being the first car or like beating the principal there. Maybe I was just really competitive. I don't know. And, and I probably never even said it out you loud, are. but I loved being there early. So I don't know. Were you an early riser then as teacher? I was an early bird because I was usually like in a like straight up panic every day of my life, like going to work. I like (laughs) there was so much to prepare. There was so much. And I, you know, I was a little probably in an unhealthy way, (laughs) perfectionistic about (laughs) trying to control what was going to happen that day. So I, um, yeah, I would always get there early and do a lot of prep work. And I loved, I loved the quiet in the morning mm-hmm. and me too. knowing that there wasn't anybody there to interrupt me because usually I was one of the first ones there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we threw this question in the Catholic Teachers Lounge on in uh, the Facebook group. And the question was, what's your preference? Do you get to school early to prep or do you stay late to prep? Share in the comments. Tell us why. So uh, we had a few people uh, explain theirs. So I'm just going to say what they said and then we can talk about it a little bit more. But Jill Embry says, definitely early morning. It's nice and quiet. There's no distractions and very peaceful. It's easy to focus and not have to worry about disruptions. And then we heard from Mary Beth Jelansky, who said early morning. Um, Pam Pepler McSweeney says she's not a morning person. And then uh, May Santos says she gets up early and preps at work at 6.30. Now, I never did 6.30. I was probably leaving my house at 6.30. I would arrive Mm -hmm. uh, before 7. But that gave me a good hour before kids. What's crazy, though, is I never would... um, I was never like planning for the day of, like I never left with no plan for the next day. The next day was Mm -hmm. like there, but I would be getting there 
I don't know, the rhythm of it, I was always a few days ahead or the morning of I would redo, like I'd look at my lesson plan and I would shake it up a little bit or come up with one more creative idea. Mm -hmm. And in that quiet, I could come up with like, okay, what's one more thing I can do to make this more efficient or to how can I reword this question for this quiz because it's going to reach them better. So I would come in with my plan minute by minute, but then day of, I would do some tweaking. And I would always have so much to write on the board. Like I had Mm -hmm. to put like my bell ringers were up there and you know, what's happening is on the side of the board. And there was just a lot to get ready so that things went smoothly because I was really as kind of a stickler about not losing instructional time on Mm -hmm. goofy things like me standing there writing on the board while the kids are talking and then I have to rein them back in. Yeah. I, um, so this was back in the day of like chalkboards too, in my first few years, but I Mm -hmm. would, I would never leave without the room ready for the next day. Cause you never know if you're sick, your own children are sick. You just never know. So I would get the whole board, the schedule, everything on the board, ready to go, everything on my class website or whatever, ready to go the day before my copies made, everything would be laid out. Um, I actually had to tell the maintenance crew, like, don't erase my board because it's already ready for the next day. So (laughs) never do it. Um, And so I guess, but I would always have a deadline at the end of the day, especially once my children arrived because I had to pick them up from daycare. So I had sort of a a time I had to leave by 3.30 or something. Like I always had to leave by 3.30. So it was, you know, I would, I would know what I needed to get done by 3.30. I'd bring home whatever might need to get graded. And then in the morning, I'd do some tweaking or planning ahead or copies for a few days out or something, something ahead. But it's funny as teachers, how you get so good at using every single minute of planning of before school, of after school in order to be a really good teacher. Because it's easy to get it sucked up. Like if so, I would hate then when someone would come in my room. This is really bad. But if someone came into my room just to chat, and I really should have been a social person, Oof. but I just wanted to get everything done. So I probably lost my patience more than I should have because I knew I needed every minute to be a good teacher. So I was probably grumpier than I needed to be. So, but let me point something out. So in that Facebook conversation, one of the things that Jill Embry said was teachers are horrible workaholics. Oh yeah. She did. She went back and forth a little bit. I didn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about this for a minute because, um, Cause that is also true. And sometimes I, I mean, I, I remember I did not have very much balance. I remember, you know, certainly shout out to the first year and probably second year and maybe some third year teachers who are still finding the groove and finding mm-hmm. the balance. But my first year of teaching, I was one of the first ones there. And I was also there in the dark, yeah. leaving in the dark because I was there late. So part of that was because I was doing, I did do extracurriculars after school. So, sure. um, but I worked way, way, way too many hours. I mean, you say that, but think about, I had a, um, our former dean of students said to me, yeah, but imagine if everyone just stayed here till five o'clock, how much better we'd be at this. Like if we worked from eight to five, it, we would just be a better school, be, but people would, would shoot out right away at three. And I get everyone's mm. schedules different because you're really, you're accountable mm-hmm. to those instructional minutes, but the before and the after is kind of up to your discretion unless there's meetings um, in most schools, right? Like there's, there's still time you have to be there. But if we were all, he just kind of said like, just imagine if everyone had to be here till five, would we be better prepared for tomorrow? Like would things go more smoothly? And it was just a philosophical question of like, is that how you would, um, 
is that how you would do it? But I just, yeah, the, the time management is hard, but you can't, you, once you've used your instructional minutes really well and thought, Oh my goodness, look how far I got today. Mm-hmm. It's hard to not do that going forward. Like you can't be writing on the board while the kids are in there. You can't be saying, Oh, Hey, I have to run to the copier. Like, no, you can't no. like, you have to be in uh-huh. there. You have to be using, they need to have their brains turned on that whole time. So it's critical. Um, but it is an art of time management to try to get things efficient. I do applaud the people who say they never bring their work home. Um, my principal said that to me Ooh. this week. He said, you just have to stop bringing it home. And I said, well, Tony, you're not Ooh. home for dinner most nights. Like you're still here. So <laughs> you either like, I don't know that. And we all just kind of laugh. Like we're not great at giving each other advice on this, um, of finding the balance. One, one rhythm I did once I switched over to the high school from the middle school world, um, I decided I would just stay on Fridays until I was done. And so Friday Mm. nights, although I was giving up my Friday night, um, I wouldn't get home until like bedtime for the kids, basically, because I would just plow through getting the whole next week set, which allowed me to be with my family on Saturdays and Sundays pretty well. So that doesn't mean it works for most people. But at that moment, Friday nights, I could still plow through some stuff and it felt good for the next week. But you have to find your, you know, your balance. Thanks for the energy boost as we love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. We'll see you next time.